0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the first podcast at Rafikazi. So the main goal of this podcast is really to just help people who are on their journey of business and looking to grow their own business. And I'm not trying to talk to you like a mentor to a student. I'm just making a lot of discoveries in my own journey. And I want to just share insights that I'm learning from the mistakes I'm making. Hopefully, the person who's listening to this, like my former self, can get some value out of it so they don't have to go through those trials and errors. And just a little bit of context, I'm the CEO of Clever Programmer. We grew it from zero to about $2.3 million in three, three to four years. Went from zero subscribers on YouTube to 750,000 subscribers. Went from one person, me, in a 400-square-foot office working for 15 hours a day to now a team of 16 people. And now we're living in a pretty cool uh, place and uh, are able to serve and help millions of people all throughout the world. And um, we sell digital courses on, you know, how to become a programmer, a developer. So basically people who can make apps and things like that. And that's just, that's the context of it. And today I have Daniel with me, who is, he's an incredible person and he's been, you know, we met at ClickFunnels, right?
1: yeah 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 we met at Clickfunnels, and that was the that was the beginning of an awesome journey where we were just able to get to work together and develop the relationship to actually see you know what else we could do with with clever programmer, how far we could take it, what else can we push and and keep' them growing and you know similar to what Kazi said is we just want to document this for you so that you guys could learn from the mistakes we're making or from the successes that we're having so you could duplicate it with your business or your life or whatever it is that you are trying to build
0: yep that's perfect and you know daniel has been really successful he started you know his he's very successful at the job that he does he's trying to you're trying to basically now start your own company as well that's correct and uh, He has his own podcast, Frameworks, and I think you guys can check it out. It's incredible. He's been producing content pretty much nonstop. You're up to, what, your 35th podcast? Yeah, 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 35th. Awesome. So, Daniel, you know, what's cool about this is Daniel is going to be kind of guiding this podcast, and he's going to be asking the questions because I feel like sometimes when I sit down to talk about things, it gets confusing, and today I also want to kind of talk about we just recently hit this milestone, which was – huge Huge, for us like the fucking biggest deal we've ever done we lost our minds like we were on the floor like spazzing out it was insane we did you know after taking l's and l's months in and months out we finally like just yesterday did a webinar or two days ago we did a webinar and that webinar cleared a hundred thousand dollars in about three hours and that was the most insane thing i've ever seen in my entire life and just for full transparency currently this year we're about one point something million. We're about nine months in. So that's huge because year one, we did 300, 200 something. Then we did year two, we did 300,000. Year three, 29, 2019, we did 600,000. So we doubled the business. And then now, in eight months, we cleared a million. And I think we're going to probably more than double the business this year. So um I think some of those things I want to touch on as well today
1: exactly and we are going to be fully transparent with you guys because a lot of people don't get comfortable when we start to throw around numbers but we realize that this might not be for them this is for the people that are really wanting to take it serious wanting to take it to that next level and trying to figure out and get a realistic expectation of what they actually can do to move forward with their business so what we actually have planned for these next couple episodes is we're going to take you in the behind the scenes of what we have been doing because we are still not even in the middle of the launch we're like what day three day four that's the the craziest thing
0: yeah this is day it's like day three of the launch and it's 12 day launch so september 13th we opened the card right now it's september 15th so we're two days in and we're at about a hundred and like Thirty thousand or hundred, like some like yeah, ungodly yeah. number, which yeah. I, like even scared to say, is <laughs> fucking nuts. Even for us, like it's yeah. crazy.
1: And and to give context, before we started, our and card
0: closes twenty six in like eleven days from now. But go ahead.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So like our goal was, you know, quarter of a million, two hundred fifty thousand, right
0: for the whole launch for yeah for the whole launch but like it, it you know honestly in my mind i was like that's not gonna happen <laughs> cuz like marketing is a weird thing bro like sometimes we'll estimate we're going to do 250,000 and then we do like literally 9 fucking thousand and we're heartbroken and like yeah. morale is killed you know yeah. so i said quarter million but i was like you know like if we clear 10,000 like i'll be happy
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll take that w <laughs> yeah so what we actually what, what, what i'm sure people are curious Kazi, is can you give a high level structure of what this launch entails like how are we what, what's the campaign you're setting up how are you driving traffic and what exactly is this 14 day launch
0: yeah so that's a good question so basically it's a product launch we do for um our products our main product right now is called profit with javascript where we take you whether you know any kind of programming or not. And when I say programming, it's like imagine somebody who built Tinder, right, or TikTok or Netflix. Like those are programmers that did that. So I'm going to take you and then even if you don't know any programming, I'm going to give you the skills of programming, and then we want to show you how to get a job with it. Okay. So that's our product, Profit with JavaScript. We launch it a few times a year. And basically what it looks like is every digital marketer kind of knows like open card, closed card launches, pretty like, uh, you know, it's a pretty traditional type of launch based model. Mm -hmm. And so we open up the product and then we like close the doors during the last few days. And what we did for this launch was we initially kind of did a five day challenge. So, you know, I don't know if Anybody knows, like, you, Louisa Zhao, I showed you her, remember? Mm-hmm. And it was inspired from her because she did, like, challenge, and then she did a launch, and she cleared, like, a million dollars, which was insane. So we kind of, like, modeled her and tried to do, okay, five-day challenge, you give massive value. Mm-hmm. And then on the sixth day, we basically open the cart, and then we keep the cart open for the next, like, 12 days. So
1: Yeah, and something that's really interesting is... You know, how did you get people into the challenge, right? Because even then, even if you have a challenge, it's very easy for someone to put in the time and the effort to have their landing page, to have their product, or to have something set up, (laughs) and then the day that they opened, nothing. Crickets. So what was the biggest mover for you to actually start to get people into the challenge? How did you get them into the challenge? What did you try to do before you even started to open the cart?
0: yeah so what we did before we opened the cart and how we got them into the challenge was about four to five days before the challenge we started promoting it now one thing i do want to say is it's not just completely from cold the one thing we realized that was the biggest needle mover for this launch was the momentum behind it and that's one thing my mentor always told me, like the bigger the runway, the bigger the launch, mm-hmm. kind of like almost imagine it like you're a racing car that's going on like a runway. And you take off the amount of time you've spent speeding up before it and the velocity, like you'll fly off that far. Mm-hmm. Like a Jason Statham like action movie, you know? <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, that if that's how the launch works, then instead of spending time on lots of, Tactics and tricks which you know, I'm sure there are like a lot of lots of marketers who can kill it well, We're still learning, you know, but one thing never failed us is like the momentum we would build behind it and one thing people don't understand. I think sometimes is like this is Not as dependent on ads, so which means this is really really profitable, right? Some other marketers might do a hundred K, but it's not that impressive because it's they spent a hundred K right yeah. to, to we did 120 30k so far and we've only spent 20 30k or something like that on ads so it's just one piece of context i wanted to provide what killed it for us i think was months leading up to it on youtube we started doing live streams and we would go live almost every day if not every other day and just massive value bombs like videos you know, most people's live streams get 3,000 views or 5,000 views, and that's what would happen to us. But we got our live streams so damn good that it was almost like you were watching the most epic edited video with just, like, filled with content. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about BS content, like, valuable three-, four-hour-long content where we're building coding projects. So when other people follow us and on, like, let's say, a developer comes in and they have nothing on their portfolio, right? Right? They watch one of our free YouTube live streams. Now they have a full Tinder app on their portfolio. They watch another live stream. Now they have Instagram on their portfolio. They watch another live stream. We built Amazon from scratch and then they watch us build it. And then now they have that on their portfolio. So when they have all these things on their portfolios, there were a bunch of developers that started getting job offers. Some of them got job offers where they got somebody paying them like $1,000 or like $3,000 some of them you know like the people we mention all the time like frank ramos he actually got a hundred and seventy thousand dollar consulting um job Mm -hmm. with sonos to build their radio station product Mm -hmm. and they hired him because they saw the spotify clone that he had built that we showed them how to build so our free content was massively valuable we worked really hard on the content creation we're getting lots of views but we were just over delivering like crazy to the point where people were getting jobs up front before they ever found out about our launch months in advance Mm -hmm. with no call to action nothing like that and they were giving us like they started giving us donations to the point where we used to get three or four dollar donations max people were paying us 200 300 on average just for fun (laughs) just for fun because there was so much value that they couldn't hold it in Which, as a marketer, told me that if I'm getting a three hundred dollar donation, I know that if I do a like a webinar or whatever, if I wanted to sell something, it convert to twenty or thirty thousand. Because when people are paying you when you make no offer, when they just pay you for no reason, it is huge sign of like what the market actually thinks about you. So we were just gaining massive trust and love with our people. I think, Mm -hmm. in my humble opinion, I think that the biggest strategy was the months of build-up and insane value and just investment of time and energy into the brand.
1: Yeah, so with that investment of those, because those projects were killer, man. Like, when Sunny would come on and he would build those projects, everyone would talk about it. Everyone was super excited. And like you said, people were able to land jobs and contracts just from that alone. And you said something huge. It's like, with the free content, right? And I know Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this. It's like, put as much value as you can. But... I mean, sometimes, and you also showed me, uh, I believe it was someone that you knew or a friend who just like, he was posting every day, right? But he wasn't getting any views. Nothing. So for someone who's like, all right, they're sold. They understand that they could start to build momentum and, you know, more engagement with the following by posting, you know, or whether it's a video or a a blog or whatever it is, something that's very content. How did you guys come across, you know, the goldmine of suddenly creating the projects? Like, what was the creative process to get to that point? You guys were like this is it this is what we have to do because i remember when that came across you're like bro we have to go live every day (laughs) building a different build each time right
0: so that's a great question and this is the thing where you and i were having a conversation until like two or three a.m the other day Mm -hmm. marketers get in this world of just trying to understand marketing and loving marketing but they don't try to fall in love with content you know, and then on the other hand, content creators fall in love with content, but then like they don't make any money because they're trying to sell like shirts, Mm -hmm. you know, like random stuff like that. (laughs) The merch store. Yeah, the merch, exactly. (laughs) Because they never fall in love with marketing. Mm -hmm. I think as a marketer, if you understand content, even if you make massive mistakes and you're a terrible marketer, I think you can get a three to $5 return on every dollar you spend Mm -hmm. in marketing um because think about it literally with zero dollars you can make money which means that if you actually invested it would go much farther Mm -hmm. so we started going really heavy on the content marketing because we realized that sometimes if our business is dying we can't just keep brute forcing paid ads Mm. because we'll run out of cash and we won't be able to survive as a business but if we go really hard and break through on organic it's free distribution. YouTube is gonna distribute our content for completely free, right? How much would you need to pay in ads to get 300,000 views? You know, you probably need to pay like 10, $20,000 to get that type of viewership and still you actually won't get that type of viewership. So we were like, okay, let's get really good on the content marketing side. And I remember we dropped, I actually can't, remember the actual origin of where we came up with the idea to drop the project. Mm-hmm. But all I remember is we were like, okay, let's try dropping a actual project, you know, like some kind of, and we started with something simple, like a to-do list app
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we dropped it and it just crushed. And I was like, holy crap.
1: What, what numbers did you see that made you realize it crushed relative? Was it relative? Oh, to like for people?
0: example, on even though we have a big YouTube channel, mm-hmm. we would get like sp- Five thousand views on a video, or three thousand views on a video, but we dropped this video and it got like thirty thousand views oh, in like two days, yeah, and we were like, "Okay, we'd have to be stupid not to listen to that." And it's not like dumb cat videos, right? It's like developers, <laughs> like deep developer content. Yeah. And so, we're like, okay, this is what we need to probably do a lot more of, but, you know, instead of being like an amateur, where we it for a few days and then stop i'm like let's just triple quadruple down on it mm-hmm. we were supposed to do one live every month <laughs> and then i remember we dropped this video and it crushed and then i was like sitting with sunny and i was like what if we did one live every day he was like sounds like an incredible idea yeah. <laughs> in his british accent yeah. and i was like bro let's do this Let's give it. I'm like, bro, please just stick with me. Let's give it a try. And let's just like do it for a few days and let's see what happens. But here's the thing, right? So why I went on the tangent of content marketing is because most marketers don't want to spend the time to come up with epic ideas that will actually just bang. Like, you know, when I say bangers, it just means like they'll crush. Yeah. Because If you come up with really good ideas and not by sitting by yourself and coming up with them, what I recommend is going in your niche, finding what other people are making Mm -hmm. in your niche that's like crushing it, getting insane amount of views, making stuff on those things, but then making your video actually better than theirs. Right? So when we, you were gonna say
1: something. Yeah, so uh, you know what it looks like is you're just evolving that process and You know, taking it back, you talked how there's those two different types of marketings, right? There's like the content marketing and the marketing marketing. And again, going back to the conversation you said, something that stuck with me that really put that idea into my head was with the content marketing, you have the true nature of virality right yeah so if you put on YouTube it starts to crush more people get to know you it might have organic reach or if you use a different platform or whatever that is yeah. then with the actual marketing you're able to put a sales message that can make people click the button that can make people go yep. to the sales page and then you're actually able to make them move so what you're saying is a lot of people master one or the other and you know I definitely just fell more on the side of the marketing not the content marketing but you're pushing towards you want to get better at both
0: yes so for example what that looks like is study marketing from steve larson study marketing from russell brunson study marketing from these top people right but study content from logan paul Mm -hmm. study content from casey neistat and study content from like you know peter mckinnon Mm -hmm. not like study content from pat i mean pat flynn is decent in content Mm -hmm. but like even him he's modeling like the best content creator so now he's growing but like most like Russell Brunson doesn't make good YouTube content mm-hmm. Right, like it's it's he's a really f- crazy focus on marketing That's why he doesn't really have like a good YouTube channel because like he never really focused and understood the The content creation side, mm-hmm. but it's okay because that's Russell Brunson Also, he figured out a lot of the internet stuff in like early 2000s, right? So like He's still incredible but all I'm saying is, if you don't have the power of, like, the early 2000s when you had, like, a really disproportionate, you know, advantage, content is your disproportionate advantage now. And so if you don't leverage it, now you're fighting with, like, the most seasoned marketers. And that's hard because you have to, you're, like, playing with money. Yeah. And what happens is, like, right now you're doing a job. You have probably some amount of savings, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to try to grow your brand with money, you have to be so damn good, and I've already learned so many lessons. If you haven't, you're going to run, run out of all your savings trying to learn those lessons, yeah. and now you don't have any money left, so what are you going to do? Yeah, That's the tough thing.
1: And also, there's no way that I'm going to outrun the people who are already crushing it and have the money to reinvest back into yes. ads or whatever that is. right. And and also, what that made me realize is, very often, these marketers, I mean, like Russell Brunson's still crushing it, right? Yeah. All, what I'm getting from this is all you're saying is, if he also crushed it on content marketing, yeah. he'd be like, it, it's just, it leverages it, right? It's like a supplement. It's Massive like, leverage, I like think. You could still be good in one yeah. and crush it, and or be good in the other and crush it, like Casey Neistat, right? With, yeah. with uh, content or Russell Brunson with marketing. But if you're able to just mix them both in, then you're just innovating marketing in a whole other aspect, leveraging the best of both worlds and getting to basically that next level of whether that's promoting anything you want uh, you know uh, if it's a product if it's a podcast yeah it's moving an audience right just having them take the right action
0: yep and that's why we never fell into that category of the person who makes you know and you know the person i'm talking about i'm not going to name him but he made 120 youtube videos but not a single one of them has gotten over 10 views. Yeah. People get caught up. They think if you want to do content, it just means like do more content. No, it means like learn content, study the best people. I don't mean buy somebody's, buy some marketer's course on content. Like don't buy Peng Jun's course on content creation because he doesn't have a popping YouTube channel himself. Mm. Again, I love Peng Jun. Maybe yeah, there's like gonna be a someday you might yeah, listen yeah, to this. Exactly. What's up?
1: Like he's crushing it, right? He's but crushing it, but like, like... He could crush even more.
0: Crush even more, because I think like, learn, if people really just go hard and respect content, like, people won't really listen to what I'm saying right now, I promise you. But like, we're quietly doubling the business every year. Mm-hmm. But there might be people, they'll start paying attention when we're doing like 20 million a year. Yeah. And I know that day will come. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. But like, I think you just get such a, think about every like big, big brand you can think of. They're all so good when it comes to like content marketing and that's how they built their cult essentially, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, Gary Vee is like a prime example of that. If he decided to like actually sell and go hard, he could probably clear like hundreds of millions plus in his launch. He would buy his Jets. He He would probably come really close to buying the New York Jets or whatever,
1: right? Yeah. So,
0: we didn't want to go like, oh, we're, making, we're getting 2,000 views. That's fine. Let's just keep going. No, like, we're like, how we kept studying our material. We would go deep into the analytics. We'll go study other marketers. We'd go to retreats like YouTube, VidCon. The whole team would be together, like, breaking down how can we make our content like actually incredible. And we just never, like, if people go watch our live streams on Clever Programmer, Tell me you've seen live streams like these in your entire life.
1: No, no, when, when it comes to the software world, not at all. And it's funny you say that because an idea I pitched to you was like, hey, man, there's a lot of people who are making YouTube videos on, like, algorithms. Yeah. But you're like, yeah, but that's not, like, that's not, like, the hot thing Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, going crazy on the hot thing, right? Yeah, I'm like, well, dude, what do you mean the hot thing? But that's because the level of content that you guys were putting out, Like, these live streams are getting 300,000 views, bro. Like, 200. Insane, man. Like, the the value. Like, people are getting jobs from a free YouTube video that they found, you know?
0: We just started doing, like, take somebody's best material they've ever produced in their lives. The one seminar that they sell for, like, 30,000 or something, right? Mm -hmm. And then we just started producing it on a daily fucking basis, nonstop.
1: And what's cool about that is... Very often, people are scared to put their best things in the in the bottom of the value ladder, right? Or in the very front. Yeah. But by doing so, one, you start to build that cult, that brand. People like they start to love you, right? Like it's funny because when I take the calls for for you, they're like, "Kazi, Kazi, Kazi." Yeah. Yeah, Like damn, bro. (laughs) But not only that, it also kind of like in the back of the mind makes you take your game to the next level because you're like holy crap man like i'm putting my best content out there for free if they come into my community what type of content do i need to provide now so that they're satisfied with paying the ticket in whether yep. that's a 200 dollar 500 dollar 1000 dollar course or coaching program whatever that is and i'm seeing that happen right now in cp because i started to see you get excited on man i'm just thinking of like ideas yeah. that i could deliver for them inside of the pwj community
0: yeah I had this conversation with my brother, too, recently,
1: and he's like,
0: you know, sometimes I'm actually, like, not putting, um, and he's, like, crazy at content. He's killing it. Uh, Wakas Kazi, he has uh, his own YouTube channel on Color Grading, and it's crazy. He went from zero to 100,000 subscribers in a year, and he went from, like, zero to almost a million in revenue in a year as well.
1: And who coached him? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And so uh, what were we talking about? Um, just now,
1: we were talking about uh, you were bringing up your brother because the course that we're creating in the back we're trying. to Oh yeah, the so course. I was gonna
0: say that he was like some of it. He's like, I want to put this out on YouTube, but he goes, I'm also thinking about putting it in my course, and he goes, so then I'm like, this is such good material. I should just keep. It. I should put it in my course, right? So I had a conversation with him, and we were going on a long walk, and then I started. I was like. You know, if you, I'm like, everybody runs their business in their own way. I respect that. And he drops massive value, right? And so it's crazy. But he goes, you know, this is like really insane, crazy information. So he's like, I want to just keep it VIP to, like, my students. And I said, well, what's your, like, north star? Like, what's the ultimate, like, goal? Like, for example, one thing that made it really good, one thing that was like an amazing driving force was a, for us was like when we, made, we came up with the goal of helping 5,000 people get jobs as developers. Mm-hmm. That changed a lot of things in our business. Like for example, every email is supposed to have only one call to action. Every marketer knows that. But some of our emails now have like 15 call to actions, 15 links, because maybe they're just helpful resources we're pointing them to. So even though we're making less sales, we're getting more trust, and we're helping people land more jobs for completely free. Because our North Star is, what can we do to provide them more value? If it means we need to put out our best content for free on YouTube, we're doing that so that they can get more jobs, which in a weird way also makes us more revenue.
1: Exactly, and, and I love that because it comes from the place of giving. It comes from a place of, you have your North Star, you want to help the 5,000 people get their first job in 2020, whether they do it through you or not, right? Because like you're willing to say, hey man, if I'm not the right resource for you, go check out these resources over here. Go learn from these people. And again, that comes from that place of giving and just letting it build that trust. And trust is so huge when you say that because that is exactly what's building that brand for for Clever Programmer, right? That's exactly what's going to allow people to, you know, show up to Clever Programmer, whether they've become part of the community or not. And they're like, like this they have changed my life right they're, they're the people that hit you up with like a dm message like a couple of years later like man thank you so much i know yeah. you get those all the time right yeah. and it's just you're able to do that because of the insane value that you're putting out there for free
0: right exactly 100 percent. and that, so you know if i feel that if i'm ever at that crossroad i punish myself by putting out the best thing I have that's supposed to be a secret and in my product, because then that only pushes me to make my product better because all that means is that like, look, if something morally doesn't sit right with you, there's something wrong there. Mm. That means like you can do more and you can do better. And so when people try to think scarcity mindset and they try to, they're like, Oh no, this has to be in my product. There's so many other ways to add value to your product. Like for example, We are now at a point where we figured out a way that for $400, right, you give us $400 and we would give you 15 training modules that are like incredible. Then we actually give you three weekly coaching calls with like incredible instructors. And then we even assign a designated success coach to you. So imagine if you were in a marketing program, right? And you had a designated success coach. And let's say one of the homeworks for you was building a funnel. And then that week, that success coach actually gave you personalized video feedback on your funnel. How much would you pay for that program? A lot. (laughs) You'd pay a lot.
1: Yeah, and that's what you've been able to build out with.
0: And we figured out how to do that for a $400 product.
1: Yeah, insane, man. Insane. And what's crazy is... I guess I keep going back to that because it's... it's. And
0: I I just want to end it with, that's why it doesn't matter how much shit we put out on YouTube. Even if people find a way to torrent our course and even if people think that our material on YouTube is better, that's okay. But that community, those Zoom calls, the coaching, the success coaches, you can't get... There's no other way to get that than being in the course. So that's the main value prop. It's the community and the results. But keep going. I'm sorry.
1: Exactly. No, no, no. You're good. And, you know, I wanted to pull back to it, it, the way you got to that with the PWJ, because at first you guys sold a course that still hadn't been built out. And by the way, I think that's the right way to sell it. You, you sell it yeah. to a market, they're willing to buy it, and then you build it out with them. So you solve their problems along the way. But as you're solving the problems, you see different things that they need. And what's crazy is, again, back to this upward spiral, because you're providing so much value to this community, the community wants to give back. So I think it'd be interesting if you could tell them how you came across the success coaches right because in this program for every person that joins they have a personal success coach that they can be connected with even though this program is enormous with thousands of students yeah so how did you like how was that concept able to come about and come alive inside of the community
0: i was just bored one week (laughs) and i was like literally i was like i don't know how it happened hold on i'm trying to think I just thought about this. I was like, how sick would it be? I remember I was talking with Nas or somebody and I was like, if I was in a marketing program by Russell Brunson or Parker Wallbeck and all this, because I, I always got frustrated because like. Why marketing is so fucking hard to learn, like, look, math is hard, right? Mm-hmm. But you can still learn math. You know why? Because like there's a way to grade you, give you homework, give you feedback right? and like objective feedback. Marketing there's no like really good objective feedback. You know, what's the only Objective feedback for marketing.
1: I would assume the facebook ads
0: (laughs) The only objective feedback for marketing is how many dollars you have in your bank account.
1: Yeah, that's the score If you don't
0: have a lot of dollars in your bank account or you don't have results like x amount of leads x amount of That means you're not a good marketer So if that's your only metric what that really means is you're not getting feedback fast enough like to get like for you to generate like 50 dollars or a thousand or three thousand dollars will take like weeks of work to clear that at some point but like it's but you never got feedback during that time right the sale happens one day like we made 100 grand in one day mm-hmm. it was like months of like work without any feedback yep. that led up to it that's what makes it hard so i thought if somebody could give me homework in marketing like literally puzzles Mm. and give me feedback. No, this is bad copywriting. This is good copywriting. If you did this, this would generate $20,000 sales. This would only do like $10,000 sales. This would probably get 18% open rate, but this would get like 30% open rate. If I could get that type of like quizzes, things, I would become so much better because I was so hungry, but like there's no clear place to learn. Copywriting is one of the most difficult things to learn because you have to like r- learn it from these boring ass old school fucking copywriting books. You know, people who are charging you $4,000 for courses, there's no information on it on YouTube or anything like that, right? So all this stuff was so hard to learn with no feedback. So I thought, what if in our program, we could actually provide you with that feedback and we could actually pair up like one person for you. So then I came up with this idea of success coaches where they're volunteers, right? You don't pay them, they're volunteers, but they're students that wanna learn. So we're like, what if we had people who are like really hungry, but they could be success coaches, which meant they would like review other people's homework, give them feedback on it, but here's the value prop for them. They get to hang out with us more. They get to hang out with Nas more, the instructors more. Basically, it's like if you became a success coach for Russell Brunson, that would mean you get to hang out with Russell Brunson more while you help all the students. So you would be like, dude, I'm down. I, mean, I don't yeah, have yeah. a problem with
1: that. And, and not only that, I mean, one of the fastest ways you can learn is by teaching. Is by teaching. So even for someone who's a beginner, if they were able to apply to the success coach and get in, because you know you guys aren't doing it by just strictly experience. You guys like, hey man, we want to learn about you. Do you really have the drive? Do you have the ambition? Do you have what it takes to be the success coach? Because you're going to be there with people, whether you're in the beginning stages or like more experienced stages, and trying to help them over- overcome whatever problems they've had. And that opportunity is just so huge for the people who want to become success coaches as well so it was just it was just like an amazing win-win solution that you were able to implement into the community that completely brought the value up yeah significantly. like crazy
0: yeah because nothing will bring more value to any program than like human personalized touch points like nothing
1: exactly what, what was that you always say that gary Vaynerchuk says scale the unscalable
0: scale the unscalable that's super valuable that's crazy yeah yeah.
1: if you could figure that out then because
0: like sam ovens and all these people have a great program right but like Mm. there's no like real touch points right like get on one weekly coaching call with you but like you know it's hard to reach
1: yeah and often you know especially as someone becomes harder and more successful they become harder and harder to reach so if you really do want that one-on-one it's like an even more expensive mastermind, right. right, like maybe if you just get the 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 I, I'm not too familiar with Sam owens, but maybe if you just get like their core offer coaching program or whatever that is, and it's like, hey, you get on a group weekly coaching type call with them,
0: but I mean like they should challenge themselves to like recruit people from the community as well to mm-hmm. like personalize if they're making so much money and they have so much profit per sale right like they sh- i are I would argue that they should challenge themselves by like hiring people who are good and vetted Mm -hmm. and then they like provide you personalized feedback you know and homework and things like that and i think like that would make their products like that would make me pay some really significant amount to want to get into people's products you know because i think that's pretty insane
1: i agree i agree yeah so whatever ideas you have the crazy ideas try them out with whatever product you have and see if it makes it even better see if it improves the community but I want to take it back just a little bit because, again, we want to go back to documenting. But the reason we went on these rants is because this was part of the journey to get to the six-figure day for Clever Programmer. It was understanding the content marketing versus the sales type marketing. It was understanding the momentum you had to build. It was understanding, creating the amazing offer so that you can have an amazing community and building that trust and building that brand. But now taking it back a little more to the tactical stuff. So to get to the six figure day, you had a couple months of momentum. You were having insane amounts of value for free on YouTube. You guys were doing like something that no one else has done on YouTube. Then you start to point everyone towards a five day uh, five day live challenge right where you just build the amazon clone um which was one of the previous clones but i think you guys added a couple more things and made it a lot more engaged so talk about what do you think were some of the biggest contributions or the biggest uh needle movers inside of that five day challenge that allowed that first webinar that was the sunday after the challenge to be a hit that to be the six figure day
0: Got it. So I think compliance, giving value, and getting people to comply. And what that basically means is like, you want a two-way relationship when you are marketing. For example, if you just talk at people and then try to make a sale, it's not gonna work. Just like if you try to sell me something, it wouldn't work unless like you and I are friends, and then you can be like, bro, like buy this thing and I'll just go and buy it, you know, because I just trust you so There's much. A trust, yeah. So you want to give people a way to invest a lot and also like truly giving them something valuable. So for example, every day of the challenge, we give them homework and it's like hard homework. So you're investing so much when you're actually participating in it and we give them so much. So tactically speaking, for example, on day one of the challenge, we provide you with the roadmap to becoming a developer. You know every marketer will know this is just basically like showing you the opportunity, mm-hmm. but we also give you a portfolio because that's an actually actual an asset, like an actual asset. Engineer. So you can just download it and literally it's there and then your homework is to change the name that says Rafik Kazi to your name. Mm-hmm. And now you have a portfolio.
1: Yeah, and that's important for software developers because when they go out and apply, usually they're like, hey, do you have a website? Do you have a portfolio? Yeah. Somewhere where you have your work. And they literally just provided that for you, like from the first day, yep. something huge. And it's
0: like tested portfolio that like works.
1: That looks very good. That can get someone's attention, like a recruiter's attention. And you know, if you just have it filled up with projects, they're going to be like, well, let's get you into the interview. Yeah. So day one, huge value add.
0: Right yep. there. And then they, and then basically we tell them like, yo, day two, three, and four, we're going to build this Amazon project. It's going to be like intense, like literally three to four hours a day type of build, super intense but you're gonna add that to the portfolio we gave you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so day two, for example, we'll do a live where we do the, we'll recap day one, right? And then we go into day two, and then we basically um, build bunch of the Amazon app out, and then we give them homework to like, hey, add a functionality to it, right? This is technical homework now. And then we do the same thing day three. Hey, add some kind of functionality to this, right? um you know and and we do the live for day 3 and we get insane engagement during these lives they're pretty dialed in just because we know the system like pretty inside out so you know how do you make the live so it's actually like not boring and dull and people are just like dropping off left and right um and then day 4 what's really cool this is one of the best tactical things we've ever done because everybody's like day one, day two, day three, they're already like submitting homework, right? Mm -hmm. Day four, we actually give them a homework where they submit a video experience of what it was like to work with Clever Programmer, what they've accomplished, and what their future looks like now, which marketers know as a testimonial. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty dope to assign that as a homework. Um, And this challenge has prizes, so that's one thing I forgot to mention earlier, but this challenge has like if you win first place, you get a six thousand dollars like online coding bootcamp with us, which is like our high ticket offer to get it
1: for. You know? Yeah, but what I noticed was that wasn't even the thing. Like uh, that was yeah. a nice extra thing, but yeah. that wasn't even the thing that got people excited. It was just uh-huh. the fact that the challenge was gonna give them portfolio. Yes, they're gonna have a project for the portfolio. Literally, they're gonna be able to in five days learn a lot about React, whether they were complete beginners or already more experienced, yeah. and have a portfolio that they could submit to go get a job yeah. in just five days. Exactly,
0: right. So that is like the biggest value, you're right. The wrong people are probably caring about the prizes, right? But the real people are in it for the learning and the value that they're getting free. Uh, And the Amazon project is hot, right? So as a content marketer, we reverse engineered it. We dropped like 20, 30 videos. The Amazon one was sitting at like the most amount of views, like 300,000 views or something in a month. So out of all the projects, we want to take the hottest project that people wanted and build that, so. We're like, okay, let's build this Amazon project. We did it day two, three, four. And then on the fourth day, we get them to submit a video experience. So the cool thing about this day is that in one day, we'll get anywhere between 100 to 400 video, amazing video, like testimonials. Mm-hmm. You know, like to the point where people are editing them and like adding captions and music, like crazy, like Screen flow presentations they're sending of testimonials like it's insane. It's so good
1: and as a marketer, you know How powerful that is like you you literally have videos and videos of just Things you could use now throughout every single product, right? Whether that's a sales page whether that's an ad whatever that may be so That is such a huge tactic that you guys are able to implement.
0: It's a massive massive tactic. Yeah and so when they give us that day four that's Really really powerful and then day five we like it's called um, you know, your 100K, uh, 100k a year roadmap, something uh, catchy. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, you know for anybody doing anything else, like if let's say you wanted to join a copywriting program right and you want to run a copywriting challenge or something, it's like day one, opportunity to become a copywriter, Day two, three and four, you actually copyright. Mm-hmm. Day five is like how to make 100k a year as a copywriter. Yeah. So it's like that. Yeah. So we're like, okay, how do you make 100k a year as a developer? we give you that. But the cool thing is that we actually play a lot of the testimonials. So all the video experiences that we got on day four on day five, we actually play a ton of them. So it's almost like this giant party. Mm-hmm. Like you remember in school when there's this day, like you, like you worked so hard, right? For whole weeks and weeks straight. And then after the finals, it's like the teacher just brings in like the, the pizza party, day. the pizza. <laughs> and then like they put on like some old historical like movie for you to watch. And it's like so fun. Mm-hmm. You're like, yes, I get this break. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. You get this nice little break. And on day five, we're actually just going through like video experiences.
1: Yeah. And I mean, just being able to put that because one of the biggest challenges is even when you have a challenge and you make it a five D challenge to make sure the audience stays engaged. People are gonna naturally drop off. So speaking of scaling the unscalable, what were things that the clever programmer team did to make sure people came back on? So every for, day. Yeah, so every day, like you know, for day two, you made sure they came back. Oh, yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's actually showing up.
0: Yeah, so that's really important tactical point that you just brought up. So we wanted to make sure every day we had an extremely solid call to action to get you to day two and then to day three, day four. So tactically speaking, here's what it looked like. That's phenomenal what you just brought up. So this is, I'm excited, dude. (laughs) It's like hand-to-hand combat, like Navy SEAL shit here. So day one, we give you the roadmap to becoming a developer, right? The The opportunity that exists to becoming a developer. And we have, tactically speaking, generally we prepare 60 to 120 slides and we go one minute per slide or faster. So it's like massive value in an hour or two hours, like, 120 slides worth of value. it's pretty tangible and quantifiable and so We go through this the salary of developers. How can you do it? What are all the technologies? Is it possible for you? And then at the end we give you um, What your homework is or whatever, right, but on this live stream we After it's posted we get like probably like 500 or a thousand comments thousands dude, yeah and we, as a team, went through, ev- replied to every single comment. So like literally, if it said 800 comments, it, at the end of the day, it said 1,600 <laughs> comments. We replied to every single person, and we give them value and answer their questions thoughtfully, not like a robot, like actually answer their question, or just pump them up and like support them, words of encouragement. Like if it's a mom that's like, hey, I'm a single mom from like Detroit, like putting this work, We don't just go like, yeah, hell yeah, or something. that little fire emoji. (laughs) We're like, that is so inspirational that you're a single mother in Detroit, like putting in the work. Like we're so pumped for you and we're so excited that you're here. Thank you, we are grateful. And here's the crazy part. Every single comment, we would reply to them with a call to action at the end to come tomorrow to the webinar. So we'd be like, can't wait to see you tomorrow, Michelle, at 11 a.m. Pacific time. For day two of the Amazon build and then like every single one of them would reply like yes I'm coming like yes, yeah. you see what I mean so scaling non scalable exactly. because every single time there should be one call to action so on day one our entire focus and energy is just to get them to day two on day two our entire focus and energy is to deliver amazing experience for day two and then to get them to day three day three deliver a phenomenal experience for day three and get them to come to day four. Day four, blow their minds with value, get them to come to day five. Day five, freaking just bring it and then get them to come to to sign up to the webinar that, you know, on Sunday. So it's like the challenge was like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and then the webinar is on sunday and that gives us like one or two days to promote it through ads and things like that
1: exactly and and it's literally just like an email right when you send out an email the only purpose of the headline is for someone to click and open it. yeah the only purpose of the copy is for someone to take that and just a great
0: hack by the way for anybody listening try one word emails it's like the craziest <laughs> thing that we've discovered but just like one word it kills it on the open rates we're seeing 20 to between 20 like We normally get like 12% or 15% open rates because we have a big email list like 150 to 250,000 people Mm -hmm. and like with one word emails like failure or Patience or you know goddamn or like the other subject line I wrote 12 fucking days that also crushed like one word few words esoteric shit like crushes it You'll see like really high open rates, but sorry go ahead.
1: Yeah, no and and that's exactly what you applied to the Facebook challenge. It wasn't about from day one trying to keep them to the webinar. It was from day one just try to keep them till day two. From yeah. day two, just try to keep them till day yeah. three. And you were able to build up for the webinar. So, just so some people get a good idea. How big was the group able to? Because we also had some crazy technical issues. I don't know. if oh you want to, dive to that, like, actually, just throw some numbers out. Like, first, how many people? Like, what did the main funnel look like? How many people came to the group? How many people registered for webinar? How many people showed up? And how many people ended up buying? And then let's go back to, do you think that would have been more based off the technical issues?
0: Oh my god! Okay, you're gonna <laughs> make me cry now that I think about <laughs> it. It was bad, man. But it's okay. We bad. made way more than I expected, so I'm happy, and grateful. So we had uh, we spent about twenty five to twenty seven thousand on the promotion of the challenge, um, in paid ads, seven thousand on warm, twenty three thousand on cold. Why did we go on grow, go crazy on cold? I don't know. We just grew a crazy Hugus. size pair of balls because <laughs> the whole team was there. We saw Luisa zao We're like, hey, if this like, you know, yeah, girls can do it, we like can do 80K? it.
1: Huh? How much did she put in cold? Like she put K?
0: in 30k oh. in cold. She total uh total spend? She had spent 80 grand. Gotcha. Uh but like she put 30 on the webinar uh sorry, she put 30 on signups, mm-hmm. 25,000 on like webinar 1, 20,000 on webinar 2, 15,000 on webinar 3, 10,000 on webinar 4, and if you add, and then 5,000 on some, if you add all of that up it's 80 grand. So she dropped 80 grand and then did like an 800,000 to a million dollar launch. So we were trying to kind of like model her. So we spent 30k mm-hmm. 23,000 on cold was like a little like we went crazy. Um but yeah, so that's what we spent and then we got about 18,000 members to sign up for day 1. Yep. Total we got I think about like 30,000 people to sign up, but there were 18,000 people in the group, I think. Mm-hmm. And then what other numbers did you want to know? How so many
1: then d- when you we finally were able to bring them into the uh, webinar? Yeah, webinar.
0: So here's the thing. 5,000 came to the webinar. Now, here, we actually don't know how many of them came from the challenge. Oh. Uh. Right. We don't know how many of them We you guys also with.
1: had some ads going to the webinar. Was that targeted to we had
0: We had ads also going to our, like, regular email list. And, all. like, there's possibility that there were people who never knew about the challenge. Mm-hmm. But just maybe were getting value from our YouTube for so long. Showed up to the ad and bot. Showed up to the webinar and bot. Like these are the things that, like, analytics-wise, you have to go really deep. And it's still hard to figure out. Because, like, marketing is just so messy. It's kind of crazy. So, like, we... Um, but if I wanna just simplify it, is yep. basically eighteen thousand members in the Facebook group, five thousand and fifty seven hundred people signed up for the webinar, and then when I was delivering the webinar, there were about thousand people or a little bit more live during the webinar.
1: And out of those thousand people a little more live, you had about what was it, two hundred twenty new students?
0: About two hundred sales on the webinar Dude, yet live.
1: So you so basically a twenty five percent conversion. Or twenty to oh twenty-five. Oh shit! I didn't reverse. even think about that. Then, and now, here's the thing: he did something completely insane that he got an idea from, from fucking showering. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that we don't know. Do Do you attribute that to the crazy? Because I mean, that's a crazy conversion, dude. A twenty percent live webinar conversion. Yeah. I mean, usually live webinars are what like. I, I actually I don't know. I would say like lower single digits or maybe like mid single digits.
0: Oh, I mean, right. I was having like below one percent conversion rates on my webinars. Dude, like, I've had so horrible conversions.
1: On my webinars. What was the thing that made it a twenty percent conversion webinar this time? I think. Um,
0: so few things. Okay, so this is like mixture of a bunch of tactics <laughs> and strategies in one. So I'll I'll explain. Um. Obviously. Build up momentum, massive value up front, right? The yeah. challenge and the other stuff, like, it's crazy. We were even giving people personalized reviews on their projects. Like, yeah,
1: you were even scaling and giving content. We yeah, we were
0: even, like, literally going to the projects. So if people submitted 100 projects, we were, like, sending personalized video messages, 20 or 30 of them reviewing it. So, like, really, we went in depth instead of width. Because think about it. Sure, you can have 18,000 people, but you only need 200 people to buy to make 100,000. So go deep rather than wide. And that's what Gary V always talks about too. That's yeah. where you went. You just need few people to actually buy. Yeah. So anyways, um, I went to the shower and the whole team doesn't know about this, didn't know about this, like it was a surprise for all of them. And I was showering and the price of the program was four ninety seven on the webinar. And basically a week later, we were gonna do an early bird pricing is ending and we were gonna move the price up to five ninety seven. okay. I was showering and I was like, yo, Fuck that. Let's drop real urgency on this webinar and let's actually go, yo, after this webinar, as soon as this webinar ends, it's gonna be five ninety seven. Like a hundred dollar increase as soon as this webinar ends. That created massive urgency. I very strongly think that out of the hundred K that we did on the webinar, probably thirty to forty thousand and just to be very clear for the sake of transparency we did 81,000 exactly on the webinar mm-hmm. and then i think from the webinar replay we did an additional like 19,000 later like it was just yeah. trickling in and people were probably like buying any like right after it right so anyways i think 20 000 to 30,000 came from just that tactic alone cuz it was like crazy pressure cooker it's like yeah guys we're going to take on one more person like when we when i was on the webinar and i was like guys we're going to take on one more person but after this like I think that's about it. And so anyways, I'm like, go ahead, AJ, or like, go ahead, blah, blah. And so it would just like build that pressure in people's minds like, yo, these guys can actually end the webinar anytime. So I better like join it.
1: Exactly. And and then we still haven't talked on that other tactic because that one was you were able to build huge urgency. But the other tactic is you were able to build huge social proof. Yeah, because that was you did something I had never seen before in a webinar before. And that's what you're talking about. Like, this might be the last person. So what was that?
0: So the other tactic that we actually did, that's something we had, by the way, this is a, one of the most entertaining things I've ever done in my life. So we should do more of
1: these. Oh, the podcast.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. This is like, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so the tactic that we actually did this time is and this was another crazy thing. And my team was like, what? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> So these guys prepared 100 to 120 slides like we normally do. Hmm. Um, We do them so often now that we can do that in about one or two hours, just Mm -hmm. so everybody knows. Like, we could do it in one or two hours. So we were like, okay, let's, um, so I was gonna deliver the 100 or 120 slides because I thought, like, that's what, you know, brings the results and crushes and all of this. And then all of a sudden, 10 or 15 minutes into the webinar, I just like 20 minutes in, I kind of like lost my mind. And I was like, you know what? I only had went through like seven slides or nine slides. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it. I just completely, I didn't go over any single slide more. And what I did is I'm just like, I'm just gonna keep bringing people on. Live. Yeah, live, like onto the live call. And so um, I use a platform, and this is like an actual important tactic. Mm-hmm. I use a platform called Crowdcast. If you use anything else, you're gonna be fucked. You can't really execute this strategy how we do it. If you use Webinar Jam, if you use um, whatever else you use, like YouTube Live or like try to bring them on from Skype, it doesn't work. Cause this allows you to just click a button and to just jump on. So Crowdcast is like the shit when it comes to this. Yeah. Um, so we were like 20 minutes in, I had my team go, Yo, any single person that can do a testimonial that's in profit with JavaScript, we almost have 2,000 members right now, 1,600 before the launch or whatever. We're like, just keep bringing them on, like just line them up, Bring the, keep bringing them on. So like, we just started bringing people on and they would just be giving the testimonial. And every single time we would have people giving the testimonials, we would just see sales going like Darrr. Then like Jen would get done with her testimonial. Then we had Frank. And he was like, yo, I did like 170,000. Like, you guys should join this program. If you're not joining, you're like crazy. Sales come through. Next person, um, you know, David Ricosi. Crazy sales. Next person, next person. And then another thing we did is every single person that just bought, (laughs) that literally just bought, we would invite them. And then they would jump on and I would go, there are free courses on YouTube and there are $10 courses on Udemy, why did you join this $500 program? Mm -hmm. Then they would explain on the live why they joined, and then I would just ask them, thanks for sharing your opinion. If somebody was on the fence, what would you say to them? Mm -hmm. And then they would like pitch it. And then I just kept like nonstop bringing people on till the end of the webinar, because as long as the sales kept coming in, it meant it was working. I just never stopped. And we probably brought on about 20 to 30 different people. Now I would bring them on and I'd be like, yo, I think this might be the last person. But yeah.
1: Yeah. And so what did that, that the whole testimonial thing was probably, well, like a good hour and a half, two hours of the whole webinar? Cause yeah,
0: the, the entire webinar was two hours and 42 minutes.
1: The testimonials
0: were probably like two hours something.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it was just huge because, and by the way, shout out to the whole Clever Programmer team because these guys, Frankie, Aaron, Nas, they were in the back lining everyone up, making sure that the next person was ready to hop on with Kazi and Sonny and just the the amount of social proof that that was able to create of success stories inside the community. Yeah. And knowing that people who just bought, I thought that was brilliant. You guys are bringing on people who had just bought and asking that question of, by the way, I just want to say,
0: so please continue what you were going to say. But I just want to say this one tactical point, because I know it would have helped me if I heard this. Yo, we never showed the slides that had the offer. We <laughs> oh. never did like the fucking this is fucking50,000 dollars, but only for today's 997, and just kidding it's 497.: Yeah, we never did that. Nothing. We never did any of the things that anybody ever talks about. The only Emergency tactic we did was social proof. Nonstop social proof, and that's the only tactic that we just did throughout the whole thing sorry
1: yeah. and even even on that point actually i remember um people were asking or i, I forgot if Aaron or frankie said but people were asking hey like what's pwj <laughs> like yeah. what, what is pro- Like, they did not even know the product that we were talking yeah. about
0: i had that insight from sales calls where i was selling a three thousand dollar program and like people never even asked me the details of the program they were just like they were so focused on the result that they joined the program and we helped them get the result but that made me realize like you actually talking about the program actually is not that helpful. Like people just care about the re- it's pretty insane that you're selling a 500 dollar program yet. Like we never talked about what modules are covered, like money bag guarantee. Like there's none of the stuff that you're normally supposed to talk about
1: exactly and this is what we talked about before early when we talked there's two different types of marketing there's content marketing and there's like sales marketing this this is sales marketing because you're if you're able to get the sales message just right you're going to be able to allow people to move yeah Yeah. you're going to crush it so you know obviously if you do this is hardcore sales like
0: this isn't like we're providing like this isn't like you know, not providing people, like nobody's going to watch this and land a job right after, right? They might be inspired, but this isn't content that's viral in its nature. It's sales. But like we went hard on marketing uh, content for like months and months and months of value. But then when you sell, that's another reason why we didn't do the slides and all this crazy stuff. Because I'm like, bro, we have already provided all the value. Mm-hmm. So mid 15 minutes in, I'm like, fuck the 90 other slides that we have. <laughs> I'm just going in for like I just I'm like yo drop the call to action I was like yo Aaron Frankie drop the call to action and I was like yo let's just I'm like Jen like let's just bring and then we just started bringing people on
1: that is awesome and so that's basically the build up to getting to that six figure day and now I'm curious because we had the car open and we still have two more webinars right now are your thoughts to run the webinars basically the same way or are you going to try to revert back to the hundred slide type way or what are your holy shit bro right now it
0: sounds like we're talking about sports it's kind (laughs) of (laughs) crazy um so, sorry, what was your question again? Yo, so
1: just your initial thoughts on the webinars moving forward. Are you just going to try to replicate this? Oh. Or is there a different tactic since this was, like, right after the challenge? And then the next webinar is still, like, about a week away or half a week from today. I have a weird feeling
0: that I'm going to try this exact same thing again. And the reason why I say that is because every single time we drop, we have testimonials, I've realized this from my previous webinars where I did do it that way, where we just provide so much value up front. Then we try to make the sale. And, um, but like we would have the thing, the crazy thing was that no matter what tactics we tried, we wouldn't see that many sales, but we'd see crazy amount of sales as soon as we start having testimonials or people come on and doesn't even have to be crazy testimonials. Literally like we had a 13 year old kid Mm. come on who had we, who we gave the course for free. And he was yelling at people to join at some point, you know, like (laughs) we just had really different people come on. And so I realized if we kept generating sales through the testimonial segments, why not just make the entire webinar filled with testimonial segments? And so I want to try that again and just see what happens. If it doesn't work, then okay, it doesn't work. But if we have a 20% conversion rate with something, I'm going to stay disciplined and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna do it every time till it doesn't work anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and because webinars do include testimonials, but it's usually like two testimonials after they talk for like yeah, or minutes. just
0: sprinkle like images of the people or like written text, not like bring them on live. Exactly. Oh,
1: and what's even more like what's crazy about bringing them in on live is right now, clever programmer literally has two hours worth of testimonials. Oh, yeah, you you're have right. have two hours worth of testimonials. They could go back. You could look through. You could set them as ads, put them on the page. Yeah, so like because ads, ads are the...
0: Uh, ads outperform every single one of our other, like, uh, t- sorry, testimonial, testimonial ads, ads yeah. outperform our fanciest, like, highest edited, dialed-in good content ads. And I realized this, and I was like, what the hell? Like, it's crazy. It's, like, absurd. <laughs> it, it makes us angry, but it's like people just care about results. So what... I told David yesterday, or today actually, I said, yo, go cut the two-hour webinar. Go cut the 20 or 30 testimonials. He already has cut them all. He's uploaded them to Airtable. And, like, we have access to all of them. And we're going to run all of those testimonials as ads. And I think they're going to crush separately. And maybe we'll even make one video with just all of them.
1: Yeah, and that is so huge because, you know, something we've talked about before is that I mentioned that Jeff Brewer talks about is when you get in the business of... Oh, we
0: should drop that as a YouTube video. Yo, Frankie, we should actually drop that, like, all of the testimonials combined or something like that. We should just the drop YouTube that as like, video? a video on YouTube a few days before card closing. But Go ahead. <laughs> so, go, go.
1: so what he talks about is when you get in the business of collecting testimonials and case studies and you try to find like those different portfolios like the 13 year old who joined the community the single mom the super busy dad who's like a lawyer and he yeah. barely has enough time and you start to collect them and you put them in your webinar you put them in your sales page there's gonna be more people that can start to resonate with those things and really believe that the vehicle your product can work for them if it's worked for someone yeah in those similar in that similar situation which is why like with the challenge because you guys had the other videos and with the webinar and probably the next two webinars like the amount of testimonials you guys have is stupid it's insane it's just so huge yeah it was weird even for
0: me to realize and it's like because the whole business is online sometimes we don't really have a sense of how real it is because like we just look at numbers and like avatars and usernames right like we're not always able to speak with them and so when uh and especially with COVID and everything, like even the live events we were we were gonna do. We've never done a live event, right? Mm-hmm. So we have no idea what our scale is. We get little glimpses of it. Like I'll go watch like I'm about to go to a movie theater and like the person who's serving my popcorn or uh it's a person who's like giving out the movie um ticket, the cash register guy, right? He's like oh, are you a clever programmer, like no I watch your content. I'm like, what the you? hell? Oh that's insane right. Dude. Like I was in a mall with my girlfriend and just like uh, dude like starts following us and I'm like, oh <laughs> another homeless guy, you know, so I don't look back
1: Yeah, Yo, you attract the homeless guys for some and reason, I always bro.
0: and she's like, oh no, I think he's starting to say something And like I talk to him and he's like, oh man I've been like watching your content like clever programmer and like cool dude doctor Python want to learn wants to learn machine learning is like watching content Those are like some times where I get glimpses of like the scale, but we have no idea and so to see those people on the webinar giving so many testimonials, like you're like, what? This is what we've created? This is crazy. And so I feel like we're never going to run out of them. Um, and so I think the next two webinars we're going to do is pretty much just going to be like new people coming on all the time. And here's another reason you can't run out of them. Because the people who join Profit with JavaScript, right, you start bringing or, or people who buy your product on the webinar, and you just start bringing them
1: on as well. So now it's really like, yeah. Yeah, it's just the upward spiral of, I think those two big things were what really crushed it, which was, again, the urgency. Hey, at the end of this webinar, and we don't know if it's going to end now because we might bring another person. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so we don't know if it's going to end now because we might bring another person or we might not. You know, we're going to... Bump up the price. And then you brought up another person, right? So you had the urgency, but then you also had the social proof of people that were buying, people that were in the course. Yep. And
0: And anytime I was like, yo, guys, I think this is one of the last people we're going to take. And then after this, so, like, nobody wanted to be that. Like, they're like, oh, shit, if this webinar ends, like, it's freaking done. Mm -hmm. So they're paying attention to every word. They're paying attention to everything. I think I just thought about Imagine if somebody did that at a live event, right? Yo, guys, it's time to blah, 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 right? They'll tell you, go back go to the back of the room and, like, fill out the papers and stuff. But now imagine if they were, like, as soon as you're done and you, uh, you purchase or whatever, jump back up and we want to hear your reason for why you joined. Imagine if they did oh, that.
1: Oh, shit, dude. Right?
0: If Russell Brunson just yeah, kept bringing yeah, yeah. every single person and you know it's real because you saw those people sitting right next to you. So you're, like, your friend is up there, like, why he joined. <laughs> and then, like, some other guy, like, why they joined. And some single mom is, like, why I joined. Yeah. Like, I think that would be Crazy, and it would crush that makes sense why it also crushes online.
1: Yeah, because you get to see the people who made a decision. And similar to what I said with the testimonials, if you see that person you can resonate with, the person that also thought they were maybe too old to get started, too young to get started, who maybe they weren't in the right position, but they're in a similar position as you, and you see them join. It just might trigger you to be like, wow, if they are doing it, yeah, I could probably do it. Yeah too, right? And it's just like the, the upward spiral of good re- webinars. <laughs> yeah Yeah, that's awesome, true. dude So we basically talked to everyone through what it took to get to your first Six-figure day, which by the way is super cool. So congratulations to Thank you and you the bro. whole clever programmer team and what that looked like was You know, we talked about the content marketing and the sales marketing and building up the momentum by just giving an insane amount amount of value to your audience day after, I mean, you guys are doing it every day on the lives you guys led up to building a challenge, a five day challenge on one of the most popular pieces of content that you had from, you know, the momentum you had built, you ran ads to that, but you also ran to both the cold and the warm. Uh, what you did there was you engaged, you scaled the unscalable. The only thing was getting them on to the next day, the next day, the next day until you were able to get them to the webinar. And then on the webinar, you incorporated two big things, which were urgency and social proof. Yeah. And you were able to hit your first six-figure day. Was there anything you feel that I might have missed on that recap that was super important or crucial?
0: So, the, uh, no, I think this is phenomenal. I just want to emphasize a few things, which are, um our ad spend because to some people you know like uh, depends what level you are right if you're yeah. like starting out this is going to sound really impressive if you're like
1: yeah we, we might have like a multi-millionaire here that's like oh this is easy stuff yeah is, <laughs> but the one
0: thing i, I want to say because i've looked at a lot of marketers and i talked to a lot of marketers their profit margins are so small mm. and they're so aggressively trying to always scale you have to understand, we are babies. We're like infants right now when it comes to marketing because we focus so hard on the content.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Only since a year and a half or two years have we been in like going crazy hard and paid acquisition, right? But here are our numbers on a quarter million spend on Facebook, we have done 750,000. So Those are not like normal numbers. Like if you look at most marketers, they're in the red or they're like close to breaking even. So, crazy numbers and on this strat on this strategy that we did right even on the warm when we did the webinar and everything provided so much value and all that on about 3,000 spend we cleared like 40 grand so like it's because we have already built so much momentum and the content marketing has been point on point it's extremely profitable now cuz we don't have insanely big numbers right now this is gonna start becoming very scary as our numbers start to get bigger and bigger because we're gonna start doubling shit, right? So you see this launch, it's impressive. Now, what if the next launch we put in 100,000 into? Yeah. What is that gonna look like? Mm-hmm. What happens then when we do a launch with 300,000? Then it's like, oh, like a lot of more people are gonna start paying attention you know, as it starts to grow. But the content marketing, if we can spend 30 and make 130 back in two days, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Then imagine the day that we spend a million. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, and and that's something I guess that goes back to leveraging content marketing is along with that virality factor is you also you're able to increase your profit margins because you're not just depending on the sales marketing you have both of them and you're able to use. We them have to- brand
0: like the brand is just crazy. Yeah. So like the power of the brand is here's the power, January February. Our ads started working on cold and we were doing 2x on cold. This is like most pro marketers can't do a 2x on cold. Mm. So on 50,000, we did clear 110,000 cash on cold, crushing it January, February, March. I don't know if it was COVID, but something like right around the time where COVID peaked, our sales dropped like crazy mm. and our ads just kind of stopped working for one reason or another. And then we f- didn't figure out a way to recover. Now, here's the thing. With paid, if you, like, start losing, you'll start running out of money very quickly to keep playing. Brand, if you actually build true brand with, like, organic content marketing, providing value up front, like, showing up for so long and getting people results, we, even if we're deplatformed, we are gonna be fine. People are gonna find us. Even if we are not running ads, we're gonna be, like, profitable and survive. Mm -hmm. Organic, for the survival of the business because we know if we survive for long enough we're going to be one of the biggest businesses in the world so for us it's like what can we do what is the number one thing that can keep us in the game forever and that's like organic and like content so i feel my message is just like to people who are like really into marketing like please pay attention to
1: the content perfect yeah and we're definitely going to start to dive into those in the next recordings because i know it's something that you've discovered very recently for your business and how huge it's been but i guess it final piece of advice that i would think is if you're listening to this and this is something that you do want to implement and maybe you feel like man i don't i don't have that capital to start off with like 30ks and ads even then you could start off at a smaller scale but it's a way that you could start to grow that list you could start to grow that brand because by having that challenge you're putting out so much value to them that you start to build that trust yeah and it's something you could do over and over again because how many challenges have you had before
0: this is our third challenge. Third challenge. Yeah. So So first challenge we did about 170 or 180k. Second challenge we did this year we did about 120k total like with the launch and everything. This is our third challenge and we've done I think 130 plus on day three. and we have like 12 more days to go. So this <laughs> yeah, is, so yeah.
1: so we'll keep updating you guys. We'll keep letting you know how things are going, but that is something that if maybe you don't have the capital just yet, it's still a strategy you can use. You could take these tactics. You could take these, sh- these tips to be able to implement and start to build that trust, start to build that brand. I hope that you were able to get a lot of value from this and Kazi, do you have any more final words?
0: This is absolutely incredible and you are a beast.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You too who's ever listening. <laughs> yeah.
0: Please uh yeah, just yeah, we listen don't know to more. Come hang out hang out more with us. Like this is huge. If you can leave a comment so we know this is real cuz most of the times like you make content and if no people listen cuz I listen to content all the time. Mm-hmm. You know I've never posted a comment on Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm. I've listened to probably 50 of his podcasts. I've listened to so many people, but I like never leave a comment or anything like that. Just give us signs of life because that is what allows us to keep doing this. We're tiny. Nobody's listening to this right now. Okay. So Except, uh, we have extreme amount of humility. Like right now, this is like, this sucks. This is baby. So we just need feedback. We're in our infancy stage. So if we get like one comment that is maybe even like you talking about your experiences or something makes us feel like, We're doing something and we want to then just keep doing it more. So that would mean the world to us. I mean, I know it's crazy. Like maybe you're driving right now. Maybe you're at the gym. So it feels like the most insane thing to go to like Spotify or like Apple and like leave a comment. But if you did that, we will literally try to email you back or get in touch with you personally ourselves. We'll never be too big for that. Um, And that would like be freaking awesome and like make us just keep wanting to do this so we can get out of our infancy stage and hopefully like keep providing value.
1: Exactly. So we hope you got a lot of value from this. Reach out to us, comment, send us a message, send us an email. We'll figure it out. We'll give you more details when we know exactly what we're doing, but we're figuring it out as we go and we're starting small. But that is it for this episode or this recording. So we'll see you on the next one, guys. Yep. Peace. Peace.